first potter outside of our studio. This is this feels nice. <laughs> it does feel we're nice. Like, we're so like used to just like being like balls touching. Yeah. You know, we get real close. <laughs> it's really real nice. close. Well, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, no Appreciate problem. It. Yeah, it's nice to do this. Um, fuck, I don't even know how to intro it. I guess we don't even need to. We're just rolling. Yeah, we're good to go. Just introduce ourselves to your guys, to your guests, I guess. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, let's do that. Well, okay. Well, first off, my name is Calvin, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this is my partner slash second part of the Jabroi podcast. I could introduce myself. My name is Nick. Okay, fine. Let's do that. What what people need to understand too is like um, on our podcast, I always talk over this guy. All the time. He's got like this ADD just going. I got pretty bad ADD. So I'm always like talking over him. But um, yeah, um, we started this podcast. When did we start the podcast? Jeez, well, we've got what, 15 episodes? This would be episode sixteen, I think. Sixteen. Yeah. How many do you have? You've been, you've been, you just started like way before us. Yeah, I think th- I think I'm close to thirty now. Thirty. I'm hoping Shit. thirty. Yeah. I wa- I we're trying to have fifty for the new year because that's the kind of strategy we're going for to launch on Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the mentors that I use. So yeah, I'm because tr- I'm not on Apple or anything yet. Right. I'm just still on the site. So this oh, is a okay. strategy I was told about. Right. Prior to launching where they say you should hold off from apple and spotify and any of the big names until you have 50 to 100 episodes and then launch and it's supposed to like boost you up but mm. i don't i don't have any like proof on that right. <laughs> um, but he said that it's working really well and he's like he runs a it's called the business method he's got like 500 episodes mm. but they wow. help people launch all the time um so i took that advice honestly every day though i'm like fuck because like i lose a lot of listeners right now right? right people want to listen on convenient platforms of course everybody um, wants convenience yeah <laughs> so for that i'm kind of like whatever but um so are you are you on what platforms are you on right now i'm not on anything except like or youtube youtube of it's, course it's right? on youtube and then you'd have to listen to the audio through my website oh okay gotcha yeah so you have to go to the site have you thought about like using because we use anchor so that puts us on apple podcasts um, and then like Google podcast, which no one listens to. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know who would listen to that. Like and one Spotify one too. Yeah. The only, the only thing that I like, I, I guess I'm, I wouldn't say it's a flaw, but just something that's kind of irritating is that like when it posts it on, like when you use anchor is because it's like a distributor, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is, is like if that episode's up and then you want to edit like a caption or something like that, it takes like two or three days. Uh, like to like fix like it. to like refix because it has to do it on all three platforms if you know what I'm saying. Oh, and to push through. You also can't like look at your independent analytics from mm-hmm. like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, which kind of sucks. But yeah, no, yeah. this is what it is. I think that's like the probably the best way. Of which actually we were talking about before this. Um, I think the best way for anyone to kind of like start a podcast mm-hmm. is to use Anchor because then you have like that easily distributed like platform mm-hmm. and then you don't have to stress about like uploading on one thing or the other yeah because you know? it just like it feeds it to everything yeah yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. mm-hmm. we started off with um i think we start off youtube first and we just yeah. did it strictly on youtube oh youtube okay. was the easiest to, yeah. Yeah. to just upload to of course I mean, it is get, easy we get countless copyright strikes because <laughs> we, use, we intro we always intro our podcast with just like um like i guess like copyrighted music oh or, like, cool music yeah, but, yeah. Like, we don't really care it's not like we're gonna make a like a shit ton of money off of YouTube anyways. Yeah, we're yeah, not, we're not right? Joe Rogan or anything yeah. right now. Yeah. So we're, all, we're all on that level. Stress, we, didn't, uh, we didn't sign a, what was it, like a $10 million or $1 million contract with Spotify? I think it was 10. Yeah, we're coming for you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, because they they don't take it off. Like it'll still play the music, right? Yeah. Okay. Because well, like it depends on like it, it's really weird on on some songs that are like well known like played songs. We don't get I like we don't get copyrighted. Mm-hmm. But on like really fresh songs, it'll really, like either take this out or we're taking down your video. I'm like, okay, I'll take it out. Oh, they <laughs> do know? that. Because yeah. I know on Instagram, if you even post like a video or something with the store with a song, it just won't play the sound. Yeah. 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 But I, it's weird because like on, on Spotify and Apple podcasts, like they don't usually don't care about it. Like they don't, they don't, we don't get flagged for anything. So I I think it's just YouTube that's more anal about it. Yeah. The music shit. But yeah. But yeah, they're, they're pretty on content creators on, on YouTube Mm -hmm. from at least what I've seen anyway. Yeah. I, I, it's funny now because like everyone's kind of just trying to start their own podcast, which is good. Like, I guess with, when it comes to podcasts, you can really like have it based on anything realistically Mm -hmm. because like what is your what is like the fundamental like aspect of your podcast honestly like like, when i started it i I didn't want it to be like it's obviously mental health Mm -hmm. at this point um and that's just like the guests that it attracts that's who comes um that's who i kind of it's easy to get guests for that because that's like kind of what it's based around Mm -hmm. Um, would you say that's kind of like what you're passionate about like what you're it, you like, really like speaking on and having a voice in that in that industry or that uh on that topic I guess yeah um because I went through a lot of stuff personally and that kind of like mental health is what shifted me to live like a better lifestyle right. my goal with this right. I guess what I noticed when I went through things and I heard other people's stories also a lot of people like I posted socially about what I was going through that I had anxiety depression and this was like probably four five years ago when I posted about it. And this was before, like, this was before people were really talking about it. Mm -hmm. You know, like now it's like you see shit everywhere on Instagram. That's like mental health. There's five mental health days or whatever. Yeah. Whatever. These things are much more vocal on it. Yeah. Yeah, It was kind of before that. And I hadn't seen many people talking about it and I didn't post like a lot or anything crazy. I probably posted three times. Mm -hmm. Um, but I noticed people would reach out and I would talk with them. Um, and I would give them like, advice and things that worked for me and then I became really close with a few people and I watched them like directly try things that worked for me and a lot of the stuff either did or like made no difference so I started to realize how different everybody's situation was and to me I thought like the most powerful thing was listening to other people's stories to try stuff because like I was like man me telling every person what I did isn't the best thing I think Mm -hmm. if everybody comes on and shares what worked for them you have to listen and kind of try things that you think will work for you. So that was kind of my goal with it. Um, But then as I got going more, I was like, man, like it's so much more than mental health. I was like, the things I believe in are for like everything, mental health, physical health, just living like generally a nice, Mm -hmm. like a good lifestyle. Um, But still, I think also can't, I don't know. It's just, it's like a broad thing. I was like, man, I can't, it's like, what am I trying to do? Talk to like the whole world. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. So, um, yeah, right now it's like definitely mental health based. And I think I've gone around where I'm like, I don't want to be mental health. And then I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, well like loops back. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to do it. Like, (laughs) and I do think it's important. So yeah. 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 That's kind of what it is for now. But before when we were when we were gearing up to to get ready and and do this uh, podcast, I was actually I, I took a little look into some of your your prior stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I saw that one episode that you did with that guy who what, what he he ate potatoes for like a year or something. Yeah, man. Like, I, I actually had I kind of wanted that, so some backstory on like a little bit of that because <laughs> I thought that was just super wild. Just like, like how I got him on. Well, just like what like 
because I, I I didn't watch the whole episode, okay, or anything, right, right, right. but I I just kind of wanted like a backstory on 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 what what that whole deal was. Like, was he eating potatoes straight just for a year? Yeah. Like, well, okay. Yeah. So he, I actually heard about him. I took a new trip. Like after I got all fucked up, I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna learn whatever the hell I have to to get my life back together." Right. And what I noticed worked really well for me was food. I had terrible diet, all this shit. So either way. Did a, did a bunch of like <laughs> studies or not studies. I did a bunch of courses. So I'd go in, I'm like, Hey, fuck it. I did this three month nutrition and detox course through. And for me, like post-secondary, I just can't do the time mm-hmm. where it's like, I'm out, you're waiting yeah. two years to get in. And then I'm like two years, fuck, I might be not any, I may be dead in two years. Yeah. Right. So I do like more, um, not like government regulated stuff. So it'll be like a holistic practitioner will yeah, put on yeah, a yeah. course. So that's what it was. The better route. Yeah. <laughs> I like to say yeah. <laughs> better, faster. So she, the lady who taught this course, she to- like talked about this guy throughout. She's like, yeah, like, cause people shit on potatoes cause they're carbs and you're going to get fat, but mm, it's like right. a whole food carb. It's not yeah. like white bread, wonder yeah, yeah. bread, right? It's obviously it's totally chance, different yeah, if yeah. you know the difference. So when I heard about it, I was like, fuck, like, I love fucking potatoes. So I eat, like, <laughs> I eat a lot of potatoes. It's easy. You throw it in the oven, yeah. like, fuck, it's done. And then and I it just, tastes good. Yeah. It's like, so good, man. Started anyway, looking into it. Every shit. form of potato just slaps, bro. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, man. So I just looked into it more, and I was like, fuck, like, I want to hear this guy's shit. Like, why did he do this? Um. So, yeah, then I got, I was surprisingly, like, I literally just reached out on Instagram. He replied right away. He was like, yeah, I'm down. I was like, okay. Sick. So got him on. And he basically said that for him, it wasn't about the potato. He's like, it's not because I liked potatoes. He actually went to school and he had like a degree in science. Um, so he's like, I literally just research what's the one food that gives you enough nutrients that you could live off of entirely <laughs> from eating it. Yeah, yeah. And that was a potato. It had enough yeah. amino acids, everything else. Yeah. So he's like, I just chose that. And then throughout it like he literally said he basically ate baked or mashed potatoes every day for every meal um and he, he actually has a cookbook i have it inside but it's not just him but it's a, like 150 recipes of potato based like potato only stuff yeah but Damn, um, dude yeah and he's like well he's like i didn't even really care though he's like the point of me doing it wasn't to have a diverse way of making potatoes. He's like, right. it was the simple fact of like not thinking about what I'm eating. It was like, he wanted to just remove the thought of food. He's like, I didn't want to have to make a choice from what I was going to eat. It was to just lose, basically like entirely lose his relationship with food. He's like, I just that's- wanted to forget about that. Um, and it was, that's all it was about. And he's like, he lost like almost a hundred pounds or something too in wow. the year. Like, was he like overweight before? Yeah, he was overweight. He's like all oh, the shit. He's a like, hundred pounds, man. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe he just likes being super loud. Yeah. <laughs> just like I he's like pounds, he's man. like one hundred fifty pounds. He's fifty now. <laughs> just weathered away. Yeah, that that reminds me a lot of. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that or read the book or, or seen the movie, but the uh, the Martian. Oh, I, I think it was Mar- the movie. Everybody uh, brings Damon. that Damon. Yeah, everybody brings it up because he yeah. grew potatoes on Mars or whatever. Yeah, right? well, because yeah. that, that was like you you can survive off potatoes because it's you know it's mm-hmm. a, it's a whole food that has you know a micro macro um you know yeah. sufficient profile shit, that you can yeah. just survive off right. So as like as soon as I saw that that little snippet from it and I I, I heard him talking about it, I was like that just clicked and reminded me so much of the Martian like. 
Swat. I, I kind of want to rewatch that movie now. Fuck. It's probably like the fourth time someone's brought it up <laughs> since that it's episode. Time. I'm like, fuck, I haven't seen it in a long time. It was Hollywood spitting some actual real facts yeah. for you. Yeah, you know, honestly. Well, the, the, the book, too, is not to sound like a fucking nerd or anything, but I mean, like, the book was was pretty fire, too. I oh, they have a book audio, of it. I think that's what it started. I think it started off as a book and then it got turned into a movie oh, later on. Okay, I didn't know that. But uh, no. yeah, I, I listened to the audiobook and it was, it was fire. It was really oh, good. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Going back to that guy where you're talking about like with the eating potatoes, it's actually cool how he looks at it, that aspect. Like he's mm-hmm. just like, I want to lose my relationship with food. Cause like, if you think about it, he's probably like, and again, I don't know him, but I'm just based off of what I'm thinking. He's probably doing that so that he can focus more time on other things, external things, like whether if that's like career wise or like, like workout wise, it's got, it's kind of like the same aspect. Like I want to be able to like go to the gym so much that I don't even have to think about it. It's just a, another process mm-hmm. in my day. Mm-hmm. So like you look at that, like it's kind of a, a unique way to see it. Like, yeah. You know, I'm a little, I'm eliminating a process, not eliminating it, but, but like making eating it so, becomes automated. Yeah. It, yeah. it becomes so natural. I'll have more time to other to do other things because like realistically a lot of people spend their time like cooking food like making oh yeah different and stuff like that right mm-hmm. which i mean i don't know this is just on behalf of most guys we're pretty fucking lazy so yeah. like we just want to like and like you know it's funny like um jeremy was saying this on a lot last podcast yeah. like it's so easy to just go to the drive and just in two minutes have a burger in your mouth oh yeah rather it is. than going home cooking for like half an hour <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like actually kind of cool and like if it clearly it worked really well for that guy yeah too. Yeah, he sells like he's got. He does. He has like a bunch of online programs, trainings. He he actually documented it, so he wasn't going to do anything. And his wife was like, "Well, you should like journal. Like you should write about it each day yeah. if you eat potatoes." He's like, "I'm not going to fucking write about it." He's like, "I don't want to make this harder than it is." He's like, yeah. "I just want to eat fucking potatoes, and that's it. I don't want to like <laughs> journal." And she's like, "Well, at least just take a video, like on your phone." He's like, well, "What the fuck? Nobody wants to watch it." He's like, "Where the potatoes. fuck am I going to put them?" He's yeah. like, "My phone's going to be full in like a week." And she's like, "Well, let's put them on YouTube." He's like, "Why the fuck would I put them on YouTube?" He's like, "No one wants to see that shit." And she's like, well, "Obviously, no one's going to watch them." And he's like. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I guess so. But this was before he didn't know you could like private videos or like right, unlist right, them right. so people can't see them. So he's like, Yeah, I was just posting them. <laughs> just dude the rogue sitting on a gold mine of yeah. just like video footage. <laughs> well he thought he only had they were getting like two views and then he's like, Man, they uh I just woke up one morning and like literally this journalist found my shit and like wrote he called him wrote a story on him and then his YouTube channel just like blew the fuck up. That's he's crazy. like, he literally is like, dude, I got a thousand emails from people the next day asking, like he's like, I couldn't even reply to them all. I didn't even know what to do. Wow. And Damn. since then, now he like made, he built like started building small info products. So it was like, people wanted to know like, how did you do it or why? So he did like a little ebook that was five bucks and then they wanted more. So he built like a course and then he built a second course for what you do after you eat potatoes. Mm-hmm. So he like, now that's his full-time shit. He just sells potato that's info. Sick. That's so that's wild. So, that's crazy how like, and was this like recent in recent time? Like in like a few years? few years, I think. Yeah. It's just crazy how like, especially we look at it now, like with social media and like TikTok and all that thriller and all yeah. this stuff. It's crazy how like. Like one, I guess it's just YouTube's algorithm. Mm-hmm. Like I get recommendations from videos that are like eight years old. Oh yeah. And like they yeah. have like 20K views and now they're like 8.5. I'm like, and it's literally like the smallest thing. Like I, <laughs> I show you not, I watched this video two days ago and it was literally Obama forgetting to salute a soldier <laughs> and it had 11.5 million views and it was like, 10, like one minute long. 
<laughs> from eight years ago. I'm like, why? There's is so much shit that pops up, and you're like, why is YouTube recommending this? To yeah, me? Like, I know. I don't get it. And like, not even just talk about YouTube, but like, just like stuff on TikTok too, man. Like, things just like blow up out of nowhere. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy how like like in a lot of those platforms, like when you get that exposure, I think it's also up to the individual to like try and monetize it in some way. Mm-hmm. Obviously, for that guy, like it was different. Like he wasn't going in for this purpose to like monetize it. Yeah, but it just kind of like happened through that opportunity of just doing that. It's crazy how like you just do something and it can turn into like a business or things. I feel like the best, some of the best shit that I've seen is people that that happens to. Where yeah. They just start putting out there whatever they're doing, and mm-hmm. it's just like boom! All of a sudden, you can literally put out anything. Like shout out OnlyFans. Like, <laughs> you can literally put out any. We've talked about that so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's just, it's insane, man. Like, and that's one of the things that, um, I think in my personal opinion, like you can really do like anything nowadays and make it some type of a career, whether mm-hmm. if that's podcasting like us yeah, or like even just taking pictures, photography or like anything, man, selling bracelets. Like, I think that's one of the things that like, and especially in like in our generation period, like our millennials, I guess to say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Podcast. but like, I think a lot of like people our age have often have a trouble of like figuring out what they want to do that's why a lot of like at least our friends like they're mm-hmm. stuck in like school like like i literally have two buddies of mine that like graded from business and they're like that was the most pointless five years of my life mm-hmm. you know and it's just uh, that's why i almost have like some type of like empathy or like sympathy for like people that like go to school and then they get out of it and they're like i don't have a job mm-hmm. you know yeah. what i mean Whereas like there was people that are a little, a little bit more fortunate than us that like just stumble upon these things that like we love to do mm-hmm. and there is some type of compensation for it. Mm-hmm. Like I always think, I always appreciate what Nick does because he actually works and um, actually you tell yeah, him something. So <laughs> instead of Calvin, yeah, exactly. he, he explain my whole backstory. I'm better. I'm working on it. I'm getting better day He caught day. himself there at least. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I, I'm, I'm a behavioral interventionist. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So basically what I do is is I uh, I work with and take care of people that uh, that have autism for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's, that's something that I've gotten in, into uh, just over the past year and a half. Uh, beforehand I was doing like odd jobs here and there. Like I was working in a factory. I worked, uh, doing, uh, HVAC, mm-hmm. or HydroVac, uh, worked on a truck. Oh, like a doing, con- truck. Con- yeah, do, yeah, yeah, dude, you know, working alongside, uh, construction workers and stuff like that. So, uh, I, and then I did sales and whatnot. Calvin and I worked together at Popeye's selling supplements for a few yeah. years <laughs> together. No. So there's, there's been uh, like a lot of stuff that I've just kind of stumbled upon here and there, just done jobs mm-hmm. as I've gone and, and never really sticking with anything. I've just been a nomad in the, in the career department. Mm-hmm. So finally uh, stumbling upon uh, working with, uh, working with people in this aspect has been like a complete game changer changer for me. Cause I've, I've always been the type of person where I, it's not that I don't like taking rules from other people, but mm-hmm. I, I, I like kind of working a little bit more independently. I don't like, uh, you know, the typical kind of like nine to five setup yeah, where you're, yeah. you know, clocking in, clocking out, show up, doing the same shit day in, day out. I, I, I can't do that. <laughs> um, so like where I work, it's yes, you're structured to, you know, pretty much the same types of shifts, but you're basically going there to hang out and just make sure somebody's quality of life is better than it was the day before or is better than yeah. it has been in years prior. So it's like that whole dynamic it, for me has just been like, it's changed 
so much of my own personal life mm -hmm. as well as just like the direction of where I want to take my life and given me so much appreciation for stuff that a lot of us take, take for granted, mm -hmm. right? Just like simple stuff, like, you know, like just knowing that I can go outside, I can go for a run, I can go up to the store with, you know, with no, no, nothing holding me back. None of my, you know, my behaviors are, you know, taking me to a point where I need somebody to, to look after me. Right. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it's, it's been an amazing, uh, an amazing time getting into this line of work and, uh, and obviously being able to work through COVID. Mm -hmm. That's been another yeah. huge thing too, being, you know, in a, in a care worker, um, type of, type of career path. I haven't had to worry about, you know, being out of a job. So that's also been another, another mm -hmm. huge, huge yeah. thing for me. One thing that like connects me and Nick really well on the aspect and how I can see it through his lens too, is like. My brother is also autistic. And funny enough, Nick has actually worked in the same like housing that my brother mm, uh, lives yeah. in as well. So like all the like kind of the aspects that he's kind of like, I guess, learned from himself, like seeing, cause like you work very closely with autistic people, yeah. right? So you can, you're pretty much like, would you say that you're like, you're your hands, you're their hands and legs essentially to a um, point? Not necessarily. I'd, I'd just say I'm, I'm, I'm more or less a moderator. So like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm there to make sure that you're using your hands and legs effectively. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm just steering you in the right direction. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not taking over anything. Yeah, yeah of course. You're not um, just like, more like yeah, a guide. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, 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 I'm the guide. Right. So yeah. I'm just making sure that, all right, when we're, you know, when we're going out in the community, like we're cool, like we're not getting in trouble. We're not, you yeah. know, hurting ourselves. We're not hurting other people. We're safe. We're having a good time. Right. Yeah. That's, but like on that, like, considering how close he works with like those autistic people, he is able to look at their life through their like perspective too. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a small things that like, I think a lot of people kind of take for granted, right? Like, you know, you see a lot of people nowadays bitching and complaining about how they got their Starbucks order or their McDonald's order fucked up. Yeah. Oh, you forgot the barbecue sauce. Oh, you put too much milk and stuff like that. But then you look at the, like these kids who like, you know, they get so happy when they can go outside. Yeah, or like mm. they ha they get orange juice or like they get chicken nuggets mm -hmm. stuff like that. They're like so happy, and that like puts you into like you see that perspective, and it makes you so much more grateful for like mm -hmm. the things that you have. I think that's one thing that's like so important, and that's kind of like lost, and like I guess our generation is perspective and like gratitude for like the small yeah, little things, the little right? shit. Mm -hmm. And like we 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 get caught up in like I guess I don't know if this is just a BC thing, but like. <laughs> we all of us kind of like run at a hundred miles a minute and we're always like, we're always on the go, go, go. Mm -hmm. And we don't have time to like slow the fuck down and just like look at smaller little things to appreciate. You know, mm -hmm. we're always trying to look on what to do next and like, what's, what's the next thing we can stress about? What's the next thing we can bitch and complain about? You know what I mean? And that's like one thing that, again, an aspect that why me and Nick kind of mm -hmm. like share a lot of the same morals and values from like at least a similar perspective i wouldn't say exactly the same no, of but like course. we can see eye to eye on we're not clones but yeah i guess you know it's but i know what you're saying yeah, yeah it's it's cool and like i think that's also another reason why we like part of the reason why we started a podcast is yeah i was gonna say is like to start it like is that like how did you guys come to start it together well well we've, we've been like like Dating back to like when we first started to, you know, actually get close and become friends. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, we've just always had 
good energy together. We've mm-hmm. always vibed really nicely, and it's yeah. just been it's been easy for us to work together mm-hmm. in 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 every aspect of of like anything that we do. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. whether it's going to the gym, whether it's preparing for a bodybuilding competition, which we both did together. Like going to the like there's lounge. there's <laughs> literally like any any anything that you've ever put you know calvin and nick together into Mm -hmm. like we've always just clicked really well and we've complimented each other based off of what you know what the other uh you know specializes in or is good Mm -hmm. at like we we just complement each other's skills very nicely right like we both respect each other um based off what what you know the other one brings to the table yeah funny enough too we're like our personalities i wouldn't say are like similar they're actually quite polar opposite like he's he's like the he's like an opposite. introvert and i am fucking extrovert as fuck like yeah. i'm the guy yeah. that's showing up at his house at like 10 30 we're going to the <laughs> we're going to happy hour you know? yeah, like yeah. I'm forcing him out of his this house. guy's just all about being out and you know socializing and i'm more reserved i'm like uh, yeah i think that's i think that's important to have with friendship is having people that are like a little bit different mm-hmm. because it forces you to like do things that you haven't done before mm-hmm. which going back to our podcast with Jeremy because I keep relating back to it because it was such a good podcast but yeah. like it's just like you got to get a little bit of a his words exactly you got to little get a little taste a sniff of every life <laughs> yeah, <a> yeah. <laughs> but like, you know it's like it's important that's why like I feel like when you say for example like you're in a, a friendship with someone right and you guys are kind of like the same right if that person's being toxic you're going to be toxic mm-hmm. you know or if that or if that person's like moping around not doing shit with their life you're going to kind of like feed into that like as cliche as it sounds you are who you are you become the people that you surround yourself with right mm-hmm. so that's why it's so important i think it's so important to like at least have that one friend that's either a little bit more like honest or a little bit more like crazy wild mm-hmm. i think it's that's really important to diversify like the people that you surround yourself with you know yeah you want to definitely be able to get get out of your comfort zone and get other people that will promote you to do that. Mm. This can be hard too. And like, I even find that in a relationship, like with, with yeah. like a girlfriend or something. Cause a lot of times I feel like I am like, fuck, like for a long time I thought like, Oh, well they, she doesn't do the same thing as me. Like I would look at girls cause I've been mm-hmm. single for a long time and I'd be like, Oh, well she doesn't do the same shit I do. So that's never going to work. And then I'm kind of mm-hmm. like, why the fuck would I want her to do the same thing as me? <laughs> That'd be I'm so like, annoying. I'm like, I mean, it's cool. Yeah. You know, but, like, but like some things that I'm like, fuck, I'm like, dating myself would be fucked. <laughs> like that would suck. Like oh, fucking I'd piss myself yeah, off. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to date like a girl version of me. I'm like, yeah. sure. I want to do some shit together. Yeah. But like, you know, I'll be like, well, they don't do this enough or they don't do that enough. And I'm like, holy fuck. I was like, I want someone who doesn't do the same shit I do. Cause yeah. a, like you want time alone too. Like you want yeah, them to 100%. go do their shit. You want to do your shit. And then, the stuff that you do together is nice, but like yeah. they'll also, you'll promote each other to try new things too. So yeah. I think it's like, I don't know. It keeps it exciting. Like fuck, you get boring pretty fast for, for you. Like, like I guess not to be super detailed and specific, but like when you look at like someone that like, okay, this, this is what I, this is, what would you look for in a partner? Like, what would you want them to have to complement your life? Like, is there certain, like, attributes? It could be, like, physical, too. I mean, maybe I'll fuck into that. We live in a sensitive world. Yeah. But, like, but like as far as, like, I guess on an intellectual level or a personality level, what would you, what would you, I don't know how to say that. What, what, stands, what, what stands out as, yeah, a, as a girl to you? Honestly, I think a lot of it is, like, definitely, like, lifestyle-based. So, um, I can't. I think think it's funny because I see on Instagram a lot, like it's so easy to look on there and go like, fuck, like I wish I was dating this chick. Mm. And like some chick pops up, I'm like, obviously she's hot as shit. But then I'm like, 
I actually don't know anything about this girl. <laughs> yeah. And I've true. like known a lot of girls like that and like not that they're bad girls. They're mm-hmm. just not, you know, they live a totally different lifestyle than me. So I think a lot of it is like definitely being open, like willing to try new things because I live, I wouldn't say a weird life, but I live a much different life than like the average person. Um, like I don't work. I like work, but like <laughs> I work from, I, sit here. <laughs> I work from home. Like I, I don't have a normal job. So like it would, it's like, it's just di- like, I would, I spend a lot of time disciplined, I guess is what I mean by that is like, to the choir right now, dude. you know, like I get up early. Um, I usually like earlier this year, I was training long distance stuff. We did a half Ironman in the summer. So like I was training for like three hours a day. Um, and I usually get up at five, work for two hours, then go to the gym. Like by the time it's 10 or, or 11, I'm pretty mm-hmm. much done my day, not done, but that's where I'm done. Like my discipline shit. Yeah. Then after that I do other stuff. So like, it's hard. Like I'm not the kind of guy who like wants to just lay in bed all day mm. and do those other things. And I think, but someone who's open to that, like the way I eat, I eat insanely plain, simple, plant-based, um, I do like, and I'm still open with it too. Like I'll eat meat and other things. I'm not like, I'm not like a preachy animal vegan. Mm. I eat for that way for different reasons, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, so the just PS being a uh, spokesman. Yeah. And like, well, and I don't drink. So I, I've, I'm drink. I'm going to do a year sober again. I've done it twice wow, before. So Good just, for you, man. Could not do that. Yeah. That's wild. I love wine. We literally drink on a podcast. I was actually going to message you guys and say, if you want to do that, like you're welcome uh, to, no, to bring it's, it. But I need to relax. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah. What were you saying? Like, like complimenting like your lifestyle with like someone that like understand, like I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm running into that issue, but like, I kind of live pretty like similar lifestyle as you. So like, I, I don't work like a uh, nine to five, mm-hmm. like it's, everything is very schedule based, mm-hmm. um, work my own hours and everything like that. So like when I try to, and I actually run into this issue a lot with like friends, they're just like, Hey man, like, are you busy? Like in the next like few days, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know. I literally, yeah. I can't tell you because shit changes like every day for me. Mm-hmm. Like I could be busy this day or I could be completely free for the whole entire week. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, the thing is, is like if I have those friends or like a significant other that like gets butthurt over that, mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm, can't vibe with you, bro. Like, yeah. you know, it's not even it's not even more so like the fact that like, like I just like I don't want to hang out with you. It's just like I, right now, like my this point in my life, like there's certain things that I need to prioritize. Mm-hmm. One is like growing my career and what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and I need to grow that and focus on that. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't have time, and I'm gonna sound like an asshole when I say this, mm-hmm. but I don't really care. But like. I'm going to prioritize my career and where I'm going and where I want to be in life rather than trying to nurture up like a petty friendship or someone that gets salty over mm-hmm. because I didn't text them back or something like that, you know? Yeah. I kind of forget about that shit that people do that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had that in a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh, and I mean, it's, it just, you'll think eventually till you come into friend, like people, I feel like that's just a life experience and sort of even like a conscious slash awareness mm-hmm. level where like, people who are upset about that. I don't know. That's like, I definitely couldn't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. get, like it, it's hard for me to spend time on people like that. But as you grow and like, as your business grows and whatever it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. you generally find friends who are obviously like, yeah. okay with that. And it seems weird, but like, I feel like that was one of the hardest things for me in my life when I was going through like health issues and business stuff is like, mm-hmm. you don't like, you don't want to lose your friends, but mm-hmm you have at some point you have you have to make a choice you either like yeah. 
essentially maybe leave those people. And it's not you leave them behind. I'm, I'm really still friends with everyone I've ever been friends with, no matter yeah. what I've done. But like, sometimes we don't really talk for like a year. And then sometimes you get back together and then, or maybe they evolve more and then mm-hmm. they reach out and like, man, mm-hmm. like I actually totally get what you're talking about a year ago and, yeah. and you reconnect. So yeah. there's and a lot of stuff. That's actually like that. something that's really similar with me and Nick is like, we, we've been friends for like a long time, mm-hmm. but like to have a friendship, like for like solid, like how long, like eight, 10 years now. Yeah. It's, it's been like close 10 to years. Co- sorry. That we, we weren't friends since 14. That's like, geez. no, <laughs> no, but it's, it's, it's been close to like eight years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, think about this, trying to like keep up with someone straight for eight years and talking to them like every yeah. week. Like that's mm-hmm. like on a, if you look at it from that, it's like exhausting. Right. Yeah. So like we've had points in our friendship where we like, we just didn't talk for like a while, a mm. year. It's not yeah, because we hated each that, other. No. Right. But it's more so like, we just shake got the better of us. Right. We yeah. got busy with stuff like that. And I think that's where like your most important in your truest friendships is like you could go like a year or a few months of not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And then once you reconnect, it feels like yesterday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think exactly. that's like, and that's kind of what I've noticed, like how small my friendship circle, like my close friends at least has like gone down mm-hmm. because like, those are the people that I always talk to whenever like, you know, I'm going through something mm-hmm. or I just want to hang out or just like talk and you know, it's just everything f- like flows seamlessly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's that's one thing. Like, cause like there was a part point where we didn't talk for like what a year and a half, maybe two years. Yeah, it was at least a year and a half. Yeah. And I think that was probably because both you and I were kind of like going through some shit too. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, like I don't know that like it kind of goes back to like just what you were saying too. Like you know, shit kind of happens. Like you know, you get busy with you know trying to start you know, a different career, you get busy trying to, you know, form a relationship or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, whatever it may be like, you know, stuff like life, life happens, right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's as simple as, as you can put it. And you need to like, I don't know, I value those, those relationships too, where like you can get back into a conversation or, or meet up with them a year down the line yeah. and, and you know, nothing, nothing, uh, changed changes as far as like your respect for each other goes mm-hmm. or, or, you know, your connection goes like, obviously things should have changed by that point, but yeah, like, of course. <laughs> but, but, but you guys still, you know, you guys are still friends. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I personally don't, don't have the time for people who are, you know, petty over, you know, a, a missed text or, Bro, you know, I didn't get back to yeah. ex- oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if you're complaining that I didn't show up to an event that you invited me to, I'm sorry, dude, don't invite me again. Like your, your relationship with your friends is, I believe is not measured by attendance. Mm-hmm. It's measured by literally quality time and like an, like an, the intellectual relationship of it, mm-hmm. which I think also goes for just a relationship standpoint too. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about how, often you just, dude if i saw my significant other like four times five times a week i'd be like Fuck, <laughs> when am i supposed to play warzone yeah you know when am i supposed to play cod yeah when Shit, do i get me eat. time yeah you know like go to the gym like i can't do that right no it's i think that's like kind of like i always looked at like relationships or friendships kind of also like in the same aspect like it's not two people coming together and like just doing everything together. I think it's, it's two individuals on their own separate journey mm-hmm. doing life together. Right. And mm-hmm. they're both content with things that they're, that's going on in their life. Right. Mm-hmm. And 
to actually kind of like go on uh and i won't say their names but like i had a close friend of mine who was uh in a relationship with someone for two years and um they had to like take a little bit of a break for like six months and the the good part and what what actually like kind of warms my heart is they never broke up because of like something that like something they did that was like toxic like they yeah. didn't hate each other or like you did this so like i can't you know this like mm-hmm. that they weren't, it wasn't like that it was, it was it was literally got to the point where like listen like i'm not all right like i'm not really happy with myself and i don't want to keep leading you on and telling you that like things are going to get better because i don't know because of my me myself I'm not right. I need to get myself like fully 100% okay with myself before I can commit to giving you the, the love and care that you deserve, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's so important across mm-hmm. like, I think that's my like aspect of a relationship. It's like, you got to be 100% about yourself before mm-hmm. you commit to anything. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's so important and that's lost. And I think with a lot of relationships that are like really long, you spent, or I guess early relationships, mm-hmm. not saying that all early relationships are bad. You know, I know some, I have some friends that are like, like early just mean like in, like in your younger years, yeah, younger yeah. years. Like there, there's some people that I know that have been dating for a long time dating and they're married and like super happy. But like for the most part, like sometimes when you like are in a relationship at an early stage, very young, you kind of like, and it is all dependent on the individual, right? you don't have that time to yourself to kind of figure out your own shit. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Whether if that's like past childhood traumas, career, anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's always important to have a little bit of that me time. You kind of come attached to that person for happiness. I find like a lot of people, it's just like dependency really. Yeah. I think I'm pretty sure I could probably speak on behalf of all. I'm sure we've probably all gone to that point. Oh yeah. (laughs) I think, I think that's why we can all resonate with that, with that, you know, like I've been in, like five relationships and when i look back at all of them i could tell like i had such a toxic trait like i had to spend like as much time as i can with them and i made it the excuse to like oh i'm so busy so i'm gonna try and spend as much time with you as i can but i use that as an excuse to like try and make it seem as if like i need to spend every minute mm-hmm. with you because like that's you know because i care about you so much i like i spend every minute you know <laughs> but then that turned into a, such a toxic tree like no i just i'm making that bullshit up so mm-hmm. that it kind of like not forced them but made them feel like i guess more petty for me to hang out with them you know mm-hmm. and like thank thank god i've lost that trait well at least i think of it i haven't been in a relationship for a while at least a year now so i'm doing all right because i you i yeah, this guy knows me too i hop fucking back and forth between people oh you're one of those i'm one of those guys i was one of those fucking like i'm like i'm single i'm like but i really want someone hey how you doing you know let's oh, date yeah i have buddies who would like literally like leave a relationship and a day later they're just like with another chick for like a year and i'm like dude what the fuck how do you even do that <laughs> i mean like like would, would you say for yourself like like, do you think that there's a fine line where, like, it's too soon? Like, where when it comes to, like, even getting married or even being in a relationship? Because I think, I personally, like, from my perspective, I think that, like, if you're seeing someone for, like, less than a six months or a year and you, like, decide to propose, oh, dude, that's, you know, cutting it super thin, short. I don't know. I mean, I think, like, there's people who have done it and they're, like, happy i also have like friends who would live out of town and they'd have a girlfriend at home and they'd surely be together for two years but they'd see each other for like a few days a month mm-hmm. they never lived together so like 
for me, I think there's a few things where like, I, I don't know. I mean, I think I would want to live with someone prior because that's something I've yeah, seen a sure. lot where people don't live together, get married, then get a house, and it's kind of like... Like, oh, I fucking hate living with you. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. And I mean... You fucking leave your socks <laughs> on the kitchen table. <laughs> like, I do believe if you really love somebody and, like, and everything that you're going to work it out. And, like, the one thing... I mean, I hadn't been in a relationship... I was single for five years mm-hmm. um, until, like, honestly, like, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And for me, what I've realized is like, it's a lot of fucking work and it's like a lot of not really compromise, but it's like, you definitely, I live five years doing whatever I wanted, whatever I want to. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't fly in the relationship, right? I mean, like pick your battles, I guess. And and it's like, like, I mean, we, we were really good and like, you know, it's just being open and talking about things. I think the biggest thing is people just actually won't voice how they feel. mm -hmm. And then it's just like, okay, there's two people who aren't saying shit. Oh, the only time they talk is when they bitch at the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like they're upset. Of, oh, I wish you would have just done this. It's like, well, didn't fucking say anything. Yeah. So how am I supposed to know that? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just like I'm learning a lot too. And I, I think I agree that I think six months to a year can be soon. But it also, I, I think it's just scenario dependent too. Yeah. Like if you're an evolved person who's been in a relationship, you're really comfortable with yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you probably could tell and you yeah, would know. Yeah, um, for sure. But, and if, depending on how much time you spend together, but I think if like, cause there's that, there's a book I'm reading right now about marriage and like, it's not cause I'm getting married or cause <laughs> yeah, I'm married. Like, oh, hold on. And like, I almost like, <laughs> I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to like tell anyone I'm reading it, but like, it's actually so good. And it talks about, it's good for any relationship, whether yeah. it's with a girl or like your buddy. Like if you, it's, it's for anybody. It's called the five love languages. Just talks about like, each person will have like one, whether it's like touch, um, action. Sorry to interrupt, but sounds this is, like this is so crazy because literally on the way here, I, I shit you not. I will literally show you my Google history. I literally Googled five long, five love languages. Oh really? Out of nowhere, dude. I was literally driving. I was bored. I was like, wait, how many love languages are there? And I was like, oh, okay. There's five. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not, but continue. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So it's like a really, it's, it's pretty crazy because I just watch and even makes me think of like my relationship with my dad and family, like growing up. Um, and I don't know where the fuck I was going with it now. Um, oh, the book oh, and oh, teaches you about, Oh, it teaches you about that point when you first get into a relationship. And it's like that. I don't know how long it would be for me now. I'd say probably like maybe a month or two months where like, you're just like, what did she call it? But it's just kind of like that initial love state where you're the like, phase. The, the like, yeah, yeah like yeah, the yeah. lusty high yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, this is fucking awesome. Oh my God. But then when that wears off and that's the problem is like for some people, for me, like I get over it kind of fast because I really like the shit that I do. Even though mm-hmm. like to most people, they'd look at my life and go, man, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I like that shit. So like for me to laze around, like I definitely took like a month and fucking didn't get up early and laid around with yeah, this girl yeah. and had fun. But after a month, I'm like, okay, like I want to get back to my shit. I'm still happy yeah. to spend time together, but some people will, will lay around in that state for like a year. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that state and then you get married, what she finds in this book is that that's what happens is people get married in that state mm-hmm. and then they get married and then it's gone mm-hmm. and they go, fuck, mm-hmm. what the hell are we doing? Yeah. And it doesn't mean it can't be fixed or worked on, but it's just like, I think it depends on you as a person and how like you've experienced relationships yourself yeah. and all that stuff. 
spitting bars, dude. Like, I know, <laughs> like honestly, like, like I feel like literally everything you have said has like been pretty much on par with what we have said. Mm-hmm. Like it's an, it's important, man. Like you gotta like understand that, like, and that's where like I feel like after that lust phase, people will just get give up. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't want to put it, they're too scared to put in the effort to try and like solidify it. Or even like, here's the one thing too, is you're not like, if the relationship's getting rocky, it's not you more so working on the actual physical relationship yourself. It's more so you working on yourself to be better mm-hmm. so that you can, like I said, again, provide or like give more attention to that mm-hmm. relationship. So you, you can show I mean? up for that person. Exactly. Yeah. 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 What would you, what would you say your five love languages are or like your main love languages? Oh man, honestly, probably touch. <laughs> I feel like I don't, I don't know why that's like the one thing, but it's kind of like a weird, a weird, um, a weird, like, I don't really take people's words that seriously because yeah. just like how I grew up, it's like, I, it's just a combination of how I grew up. Like I mm-hmm. grew up with, I didn't have like my parents slept up when you were young. So my mom was out of the house and there was my dad and my brother and I, so it was just yeah. three dudes. My dad didn't get a girlfriend fuck, till like 10 years ago. So like the first fifth, third, fuck, sixth, 15 years of my life, it was just three dudes in a the house. There was no like That's a lot of testosterone. Yeah. In the there's house. like, yeah. wasn't a lot of like hugging and touching and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, that thing you would get from your mother. So yeah. I felt like I lacked there a lot. Mm. Um, but then the word thing too, and like affirmation stuff that was like, my dad was busy. He was, he had his own business and he would tell us we're going to do things and then we wouldn't do them. And you know, you're a kid and I'm like, fuck you, dad, you keep telling me to do this shit. So whatever. Now, like I know he had to do what he had to do and I don't hate him for it, but I think I was just told so many things that I kind of forgot about words where I was like, I just don't believe shit that people say. So I'm like, I'm more of like, you got to show me what you're going to do. And same with anything in life, no matter what it is, it's like, I don't care if you tell me you're going to do something. Mm-hmm. How many people have told me shit that they never do? It's fine. Well, fuck yeah. load of people. So yeah. I'm really about like acts. Of, I would say acts of service and touch because acts of service is like, okay, you're doing something mm-hmm. for that person that's mm-hmm. showing you. Yeah. So I need to be shown that you care. Yeah. Not right. like, if you just tell me I love you a hundred times, I don't really give a shit. Words are pretty fucking empty. <laughs> yeah. At that yeah, point. yeah and for yeah. sure. So for, yeah. So for me, it's definitely would be that, but, um, yeah. Words well, what about taken, you guys? Words can be taken out of context too. Mm-hmm. You know, even mm-hmm. the texting, man. That's the thing. Yeah. Texting is like insanely easy to oh, like take yeah. the wrong way. <laughs> so yeah. like you can't get sarcasm across in a text message. No, rarely. Yeah, no. Oh dude. The <laughs> amount of people I'd like, people yeah, get choked at me and people I get choked yeah. at mm-hmm. just through texting I'm like no I didn't mean it like that I'm like fuck you <laughs> you yeah. know um, for me it's 100% physical touch mm-hmm. um, I just feel like it's it's like that like actions like again mm-hmm. speak way louder than words mm-hmm. for sure um, quality time is the biggest thing for me mm-hmm. I think that's also that's due to just like how like how much shit I do in a day mm-hmm. so like if I can spend quality time with that person big on like that's mm-hmm. like one that's i'm valuing you valuing i can't even speak. Val- valuing. valuing my asian's kicking in super hard right now that louse accent yeah. There. Yeah. <laughs> um that like if i can spend time with you you're like you're that means you're a really significant part of my life because mm-hmm. like i really get time to fucking sleep nowadays you know mm-hmm. so that's for me at least I don't know enough about the love languages personally <laughs> to Come like on, really man. be able to pick one. But I mean, like I, to, to not sound like I'm just fucking ripping off what you guys are saying. That's kind of like the direction I take, 
I take things like I, I, I think that words are, are not completely, you know, useless, but I mean, like mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, like, unless you're showing me and, and actually, you know, practicing what you preach, you're applying what you're telling me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not gonna not trust you, but I'm not going to believe what you're saying right. or mm-hmm. how I see it. Um, so, I mean, like, I, I guess that's kind of, you know, one of the most important things, uh, I'm I'm a big like emotions guy. Like I'm a I'm a fucking you know mm-hmm. just a big teddy bear full of full of feelings, <laughs> fire. right? So full of fire, <laughs> ginger. Yeah. But uh, that's yeah, that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. Uh, you know, um, emotions and feelings are are huge for me. So it's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, some somebody who can you know not only respect that about me, but can also um, you know, show that side of them, I guess. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like when it comes down to you know just a feeling that I get, get around people. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I feel things very strongly. So like when I'm, when I'm in a room with somebody, I feel the energy between them or, or, or I kind of, you know, I can feel what's going on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, just from a, a simple hug. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can really, really connect with, with that person just, just through, you know, things that, you know, might seem very simple mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think there's like a, isn't there like a really cool, like analogy? Well, not cool. I guess it's kind of childish, but like, like a knowledge about a taco. Like, would you rather be made the taco or like, oh, fuck, I, I don't know where you're going with that. I've never heard, I've never heard the taco analogy. <laughs> it's, it's, or it was, I don't know, it was some type of analogy. Like, oh, fuck, never mind. I'm going to sound yeah, like a fucking idiot. You've already done that. Yeah, I don't know where you're going so with cool it. cool in my head. And then as soon as it came out, I was like, you sound like a fucking dipshit. Tacos. <laughs> But it was like some something on the lines like like um I guess I'm gonna try and salvage it. But like there's like it's like you look at it like a taco. Would you rather be made the taco or like make the taco taco together? Mm. Talk about the taco, which sounds fucking really weird. <laughs> Eating the ta- I don't know fucking I, don't oh, know, I, I tried. It puts the taco into each part of the yeah, like yeah, it, exactly. it's how you could use the taco in each part of the love languages. Thank you. Fuck no, I don't sound okay. like that stupid. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so you Fuck so that's that. how you find out what your language is by how you would go about the taco about the taco okay. how would you do it like i just want to fucking munch the taco yeah. so bad <laughs> but no, right. like, um i think that's actually one thing that um a lot of relationships can like look at that like that is like honestly like a i think of like a building block in a relationship finding out that significant others like love language you mm-hmm. know like we were saying, like if that person doesn't like gifts, don't fucking buy him gifts. You know, yeah. do something yeah. else, right? I think a lot of uh, like, I think gifts. Not saying and like to talk shit about it, or like like on words of affirmation, but like gifts, I don't. For me, and I could be completely wrong. This is just my perspective. I don't know how that can be as impactful for for me at least. You know, like mm-hmm. if you buy me something, like I don't care. You know what I mean? I mean, if you buy me Ferrari, I'll be fucking happy. <laughs> but like, you know, like for like, I would much rather someone like show me that in some mm-hmm, type of way mm-hmm. rather than just give me something, which is like completely opposite to what I would do because I actually like buying gifts mm-hmm, to people, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't even say that's my love language because there's like certain ways that you can receive it and certain, certain ways that you can actually like. Pre- yeah. Um, yeah. You'd have a receiving and a giving too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like for me, like giving gifts, like I don't even, I, again, like I wouldn't say that's actually like one of my love language. I just like doing it because like, it just, I don't know. It's, I think it's just an Asian thing. We're just used to like giving each other shit. So oh, yeah. it's just, it's just like in my blood. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like here, oh, it's Chinese New Year. Here's a little red envelope. With they like 50 bucks. Dude, I swear they honestly do give a lot of shit. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah. Wow, we have some Asian family and like, yeah, it's always like gifts. I'm like, 
right, I'm not not into this. <laughs> You're gonna be I'll my take best it. Friend. <laughs> yeah, but I can receive. A lot gifts. of cultures are like that, though. A lot, a lot of the Asian cultures are very giving. Like every time you see people, and like a friend of mine went to Japan and made a bunch of really good friends. She's like, honestly, like every time they show up to see me, doesn't matter what, they like bring a gift. Mm. She's like, it's just like it's not weird. It's just different. Like nobody does that here. She's mm. like, every time they bring something that's like, and what I liked about that book too is when I talked about gifts. It doesn't have to be like you're buying someone a fucking iPhone. It can yeah. be like just something like you could literally bring a fucking spoon from your house. Like it doesn't have to be yeah, something okay, you paid yeah, money I mean, for. I look at it like that. Actually. Yeah. That's, so a lot of really cool. And a lot of people, it's like that can be more meaningful if you walk out. You know, you're on a walk and you're like, oh shit, like I noticed this cool stick, so I picked it up and right. brought it for you. So okay, yeah. the gift is like, it's the fact that you're thinking about that person when you're not with them. So it's like yeah. you thought yeah. something cool and you're mm. like, oh, they'd probably like this, and it's not like here, this is worth 500 bucks. It's like, I thought about you right. when I wasn't with you. And I think that's what the cultural stuff's about too. It's like, right. you're thinking about that person before you're coming to see mm-hmm. them and, and things. So, yeah. Which when you, so you obviously read a lot of books, right? Yeah. Would you, would you say like most of your books that you read, is it more on like, uh, is it more on like when it comes like more on relationship side? That's the on only person? one I've ever read. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I know you read a lot of books though. Well, you started to relationship books books here and there. No, no, I literally don't read books for shit. Yeah, Yeah, I've read quite a few. Are you in a relationship right now? No, no, I'm not. No, Uh, mainly the books that I I read are mostly like lifestyle type of books, like personal development. Personal development, I guess, would probably be the best way to look at it. Um, I don't know any anything that's like, I don't know anything that I'm interested in. Honestly, nonfiction, Mm -hmm. fiction, I can get, I can get into. I, I kind of prefer uh to to you know read more lifestyle books stuff mm-hmm. that's you know personal development yeah related stuff that i can actually apply to my life mm-hmm. um that's the bulk of the books that i've read mm-hmm. but some something with a good story yeah like i can still Dude. i i read a fuck i read all the harry potter books like <laughs> right away like when i was in uh what was it like grade five or whatever they had all those little uh reading uh what are like reading assignments or whatever. And right. then they, you know, have you like fill out, like, yeah. you know, what, what, like just summarize the book and stuff like that. And I'd have all the kids in my class, like come up to me and cause you got the most points for reading the big books, the Harry <laughs> Potter books. Yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, Oh, what, what happened here and there? Like, g- give me the summary. And then I just like rip give them the some books. fake shit and just Yo, be like, fuck I, you. You're not stealing it from me, man. <laughs> back in the day in middle school, you know how like in English class you had to read a book. And then like at the end of the, at the end of like the, uh, I guess the week you'd have to write a summary about it. I was that kid. That will be like, oh yeah, I read the book, but I would go on Google and like look at the the whole. Man. I was that kid. I did the same thing back I then. Was that you kid. Guys, <laughs> but I never read a single book like throughout all elementary and high school. Yeah, I really read enough. my textbook, man. I just drew on it. Yeah, <laughs> but like for me, like being on books, I actually and shout out to the three of us. I listen to podcasts the most, man, because mm. I absorb yeah. that so much more. I don't know what it is with me and letters. I just get scared. Like it's my phobia. <laughs> it's, I just can't. I like. It's I easier though. Shit. Like, like, especially when you're on the go, cause mm-hmm. like you're, you're driving to and from shoots. You can't fucking sit there and read a book unless, yeah. unless you got a Tesla or something, then he could, but <laughs> just I mean, sleeping. you gotta, yeah, you gotta kind of work with what's practical. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I, I definitely say I'd opt for podcasts over books just yeah. because it's, it's a lot easier to manage that. You can Shout listen to, to them <laughs> yeah. on the go. Yeah. yeah. So, so listen to our, both of our podcasts. Yeah. If you don't fucking listen to this, you're a scum. No, <laughs> I honestly, and before I have to jump off and start my ghetto ass camera again. But like, I personally, 
like I love listening the the podcast with Navy SEAL guys. Mm. Dude, those guys David Coggins. David Goggins, That's Jocko Wilkins, like yeah. all those guys. Mm, yeah, Jocko Wilkins sounds pretty good too. Man, they have just gone through, and I don't care what anyone says. I think they're the most badass people the, on the planet because they have gone through stuff that no one in the world has ever gone through. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about just like war. Like they have experienced so many different things on a personal level that you cannot, like you can take a group of people in a, in a room of hundred people that have, they can share all about their experiences. But like you compare it to that one guy, like he has been through it all, man. Mm-hmm. And like, the thing is like with those Navy SEALs guys is what you, when you, when you like listen to them and hear them talk. And this kind of goes back to on, I guess, to the point of like, I guess when it comes to mental health is those guys have been put to a point where they have been at rock bottom, especially with the first week of uh, Navy SEALs training, which is called Hell Week, mm-hmm. they literally break you. Like, mm-hmm. they're trying to break you down and, like, to the point where, like, if you were to get captured by the enemy, like, you have to understand, you still have to think, you mm-hmm. know? And they'll break you down to the point where, like, beating you, physically abusing you, mentally abusing you. And then from that, you have to go up. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't back down, you know? And when you, and when they take that training and then it happens to them in real life, it shows them how when you hit a certain point in your life, and I guess to go on more like life aspect, mm-hmm. when you hit that certain point in your life where you're at rock bottom, the only way that you can you can grow as a person, you got to get back up. Mm-hmm. You got to move forward. You got to keep you got to keep pushing, right? And that's something that why I I guess I fucking just love Navy SEAL guys so much is because they can they understand certain things that they go through. Shut up. <laughs> they understand certain things that, and on all aspects. On, on all aspects, physical, mental wise, right? And I think that's where you learn so much about yourself is the darkest points in your life or the darkest things that you go through, that's where you understand your limits and the things mm-hmm. that you... Where your breaking point where is. Where your breaking point yeah. is, yeah. I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but like, you know, it's just like, that's that's why I appreciate those guys so much. And any, honestly, shout out to anyone that like, especially in law enforcement or like any type of like emergency service, like those people see a different life that like mm-hmm. that like if I were you to see s- all the bad shit like you don't call the police like all right we got a fucking sick party going on come on over yeah. have some beers and shit no like you're calling the police when like all right some guy just fucking broke into my house murdered my friend and like mm-hmm. i'm i'm up next like get get over here now like you're going to see like the fucking worst of the worst when you're mm-hmm. in one of those types of of jobs right or, or careers like yeah when that's mm-hmm. what you do you you're you have to evolve to be able to withstand all negative all the time and somehow come back from that and be able to come home and not you know fucking you know mm-hmm. like yeah. like you need to come home and see your family and you know be a be a dad or yeah. be a husband or mm-hmm. be a, a, a wife you yeah. need to come home and you need to be another person you need to kind of tap into a different part of yourself from it too right so like with again with going back to the navy seal thing like they go through a mission and say like their whole entire squad got killed right Mm -hmm. obviously like you've been like when and the navy seals like when you're with your team that's your team for life like those are your brothers your blood Mm -hmm. brothers right and then you come back from a mission your whole entire team was killed the first thing you do is not you don't call your wife you don't call your family all right you know, the commander sits you down, tell me ex- everything that happened, detail to detail. You got to talk about it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? 
And that's like, those are the points where like, okay, I got to like literally sit down as shitty as it is. I got to like understand what just happened and try and learn from it and debrief from it. You got to debrief from that situation. Mm. And I think that's really important when it comes to like certain aspects in your life is like, okay. And this, you actually talked about this a little bit on our last podcast with like your dad passing and stuff like that. You like it. Actually, you can talk about that a little bit. Like the situation. Just like, just like just about un, unhandled drama. Like, yeah. Like if you're just like not healing from it, you don't you don't speak about it and you just hold on to it like mm-hmm. that that does you no good and that's just going to it's going to shoot you and it's going to be you shooting yourself in the foot later down the line because then you know obviously 10 years later if you haven't healed from you know trauma that you've gone through in your life it's going to show up in the ugliest way mm-hmm. down the line and it's just going to blow up in your face so mm-hmm. it's and i mean like I, I like just like you said like my my dad actually passed back in uh, june mm-hmm. and uh like beforehand before all that was going on i already had tons of shit going on you know in my life i i broke up with a girlfriend that i was seeing at the time i was going through addiction to pills um you know trying to trying to heal from from everything else the the relationships that i had with uh my family and 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 people in my life were not great you know to to begin with uh you know from mm-hmm. that point so it was like getting to that part of my life and being kind of at this like fork in the road of like, okay, man, like you can kind of keep going down the path that you're going, not really giving a shit, just continuously fucking up, fucking up, you know, going down, you know, the, the direction with pills and addiction and shit like that. Or you can look at the outcome that happened with your dad. He wasn't able to overcome his emotional state. He wasn't able to, you know, seek out the help that he needed to get better. He didn't, he wasn't able to handle his anxiety. He wasn't able to handle his depression. Those things got the better of him. And that's what fueled his addiction. That's what, you know, continued him going down the path that he was on. Mm-hmm. And ultimately it led to, you know, obviously him passing. So it's like, do you want to be in the exact same shoes or do you want to take this as your lesson? And that's kind of where the most powerful quote, statement that I've ever heard life happens for you not to you mm-hmm. and that's like that's still been one thing that I always look back to whenever shit gets hard because it's it's so it's so important because you can take that that situation of okay like my dad just died like what is good about somebody in your life dying like mm-hmm. like you you can't just pull something out of the air like you know this you know this, this is good this is you know w- mm-hmm. you have to look mm-hmm. deep into why this can serve uh, a real purpose in your life. Mm -hmm. And you can look at it for me. I looked at it from, okay, my dad didn't have the tools or the ability to get the help that he needed. I've been dealing with anxiety, depression, all these other issues with addiction. I now need to take it upon myself to learn from his mistakes and find that help source the source the people that I need to um, help me get better. So it's yeah, that's just that's just been something that I've I've taken mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah, like you know, and it dude, we're, like to speak on like that, like it's not easy. I'm not saying that like anyone can just do that, mm-hmm. but like to get, I think the purpose is is to get to that point, like as morbid as something like that, or as tragic as like, I don't know, there's a lot of things that can happen that are like 
uh, like worse uh, as worse as that or even worse more uh, yeah. like worse mm-hmm. right people live in third world countries yeah man, like, like there's fuck, again perspective your, is huge your day-to-day yeah right it's like crazy it's, to be able to have the ability to like as shitty as something like if, if your ex you know was abusive mentally mm-hmm. abusive physically abusive you got to look at the situation like okay this is what i learned from that situation what can i take away from it that is what i think what a point that everyone is trying to get to and i mm-hmm. think that's what's important and what's really lost and you know people our age you know they they don't they always try and like complain like i said again complain about things or try and like you know um and again with stuff like that like obviously you have to mourn mm-hmm. and like you know you have to take it in and process it but when you can get the ability to like i guess you could say come over it and and actually learn from it that's where the growing process for everyone will start that's the and that's the hardest point to, for a lot of people to get to right it's not easy but it's gonna take time right mm-hmm. someone passing is the worst thing that you know fucking knock on wood for anyone mm-hmm. to happen you don't want that to happen to anyone but if you can learn from it man fucking the, mm-hmm. the world's your oyster mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah i don't know that, at that point from there like you can anything is possible mm-hmm. when you can get to that point of contentment mm-hmm. and just realization you know mm-hmm. it's perspective yeah mm-hmm. it, i don't know that's that's kind of like what i've come to realize is like the most important thing is perspective like yeah. what's your what's your perspective on it like you can you can let something you know harbor and you know just become this thing that is this balled up negative energy in inside of you that just grows and grows and grows or you can change your perspective on it and you know turn it into a lesson mm-hmm. and then actually handle it appropriately like mm-hmm. an adult and you know work through anything that you're going through cuz you've you've got the ability to work through those things it's just where where does your perspective lie mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. what's your understanding of it yeah and we've like probably talked on this like so many times repetitively in our podcast but like that's how much we stand by that mm-hmm. you know like it we don't we wouldn't say it a thousand times if we didn't mean it you know, mm-hmm. you know? and that's kind of the thing like why we stand by and the reason why we we made this podcast is because you know and I, i'm i'm assuming that's probably the reason why you made yours mm-hmm. right like you go through search so you want to share your experience right because it mm-hmm. gives people an idea of like oh fuck i'm not the only one that goes through shit like no <laughs> no not really because i'm sure you've gone through your fair shit of stuff like would you say a lot of the stuff that you've gone through is like more a relationship aspect or more of like a mm. fuck both everything um I'd say like just weird family situations growing up. Um, yeah, I've had, I wouldn't say that the, my relationships were bad. It was more that like I was just in a bad place mentally. So mm. it wasn't like an idea. I mean, I've been, I guess like one thing that happened was I got, you know, like when I was younger, I got cheated on a couple of times. I've had like weird things like that just kind of come around and like, it's not really a huge deal. Like sure that happens to people, but when you never think that that happens and then it happens to you, then it's just like, can be hard to trust people. And I get into that mindset of like, okay, just fuck every girl. They're all fucking whatever. Mm. They all do that shit. Yeah. But it's like that, but it's my fault that I'm holding that judgment against everybody else. Yeah. Right. It's like, I can't walk around and go, every chick's going to cheat on me. Well, that's obviously not true. <laughs> I mean, so it's just kind of like I would hold on to those things and then like place those ex- like it's almost an expectation. I would ex- I would expect things that had previously happened to me to happen again. Um, and I also struggled with uh, like 
alcohol, drugs, um, like my big, my early twenties, like big party phase shit, um, bad food. And then mix of business. Like you start your first business and it's the whole hustle thing. Like I'm going to work this many hours. Uh, fuck. I've probably worked 12 to 14, 16 hours a day for two years. I've worked weekends. That's just what I had to do if you Mm -hmm. want to make the money, but Mm -hmm. it was to work towards something bigger, which I guess it came, but in the, you know, through, I guess the business I told, I sold, right. I Mm -hmm. told you guys a little bit earlier. Um, I kind of went through all the phases of life with that company. Um, so I started in the phase of like ego shit. That's like, I want big trucks and cool shit. Mm. I'm going to have a business. I'm way fucking cooler than everyone. (laughs) So, (laughs) but you are, yeah, yeah. I'm a fucking entrepreneur. So I'm like, yay. Like, look at me with all this shit that I don't even have shit. I'm just working. And it's like posting about how much you're working and all that shit. Right. (laughs) And telling everyone how much you work and that you have a business because you think people give a fuck and they don't. (laughs) So I'm like all this stupid, all this stupid shit where you think like people want to, and it's not that it's not cool, but it's just like, so I kind of went through that phase and this is when I was drinking a lot and partying and doing drugs and shit. And it was kind of like the first year. And then I hit my rock bottom and I had to take a year off of the business. So I couldn't work for an entire year. I was fucked like anxiety, panic attacks all day. Um, I didn't know what the hell was going on with me. Um, but it took me like, I was in bed for three months after the morning that I woke up, I couldn't even like move really. Uh, and then I started seeing natural paths, doing holistic stuff. So like I went from like ego to basically dying then like taking a year off and just doing like, I just took a lot of time to my, I couldn't really do anything else. I just mm-hmm. sat at like, yeah. I could read like two pages of a book a day before my brain felt like it was going to explode. So just like weird shit where I couldn't do a lot, but it gave me a lot of time to myself and to think about like, how did I get here? Yeah. What did, what did my, why did my life lead to this? Like, why am I sitting here in this position? And uh-huh. like kind of thought about my past and how it led up and kind of making that realization, like you talked about earlier, that like it was, it's me. It was like, I got my, I put myself there so I could take, it was my job. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like making yeah. that realization of like, cause you could blame it all day and go like, yeah. Oh, it was the alcohol. It's my friends and mm-hmm. my business. But like, I'm the only one who's putting myself in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that with the business, I kind of went to like, um, I came back and then I realized like, I don't really give a fuck about trucks anymore. I was like, after you go through an experience like that, and like similar to what you may mm-hmm. have experienced with your father there, um, those are experiences that like can change your life forever where yeah. it, it makes mm-hmm. you think differently. And like, it just instantly changes the way you think about things forever. And that's like what I had where I went, fuck, I don't care about any of this shit that I'm doing anymore. Um, although I did come back and work for it for a bit, like I was excited to come back to work. But then as I got back at like a few months later, I was like, man, I don't care that much. Like I want to, I want to learn more about what happened to me and mm-hmm. like see how I can overcome this and how can I share that? Because yeah. as I started to reach out and post about it, people, I'm like, Holy fuck. There's like a lot of people dealing with shit. And even like Jeremy had, re- had reached out at the first time yeah. then. So it just kind of like evolved. Um, so it's just kind of like a lot. I guess what I realized is that it's your, it's just your entire life that comes into play. And a lot of things that you might not even think, Whereas like I never thought about my childhood really affecting me that much, but yeah. like 
looking back, my earliest memory in my life is just me is being scared and like unsafe. And like, I don't know the whole memory, but like I can re like, if I think back on my life, the earliest thing I remember is this. And then basically I'm sitting like my mom's holding me mm. in her arms, but it's like, like, it's like a bomb's going to go off and she's mm. like holding me like that. But all we're doing is sitting in the living room and there's a male who's yelling, but she's like holding me away. And I just, I can feel that feeling of like uncomfort and mm. unsafe. Mm. And that's like the first thing I remember. And then as my life goes on, I didn't have a bad life. Like yeah, my yeah. family was fine. My dad, we did cool shit. He bought us dirt bikes. I got to do a lot of played hockey, <laughs> did all this fun shit. But my memory is like what sticks in my memory the most is all the unsafe stuff. Like when I went to hockey, I was really uncomfortable and scared and had yeah. anxiety. And when we would go on road trips, I have anxiety. And it's like, you get so caught up in it that my memories are just of the anxiety and not like the fun part. Like if you were my dad to look at me, you go, you'd have a sick childhood. And I did. Mm -hmm. But for me, the memories and the feelings are different. It's like mm -hmm. you guys can both be sitting here right now and you could be freaking out with anxiety and you can be having fun and nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? So yeah. it's kind of like, and I didn't even know yeah. until mm -hmm. so long, until, you know, not so long ago, but it's just kind of like when you become aware of all that stuff, yeah. you go, wow, it's really like my entire fucking life yeah. that led me to here. Whereas yeah. people will blame it on things that are really like, um, just more so in the now, like, oh, well, it's just because I drank too much yesterday. And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah. that's a little bit. That, yeah. that, like that's the cherry on that, top yeah, of it. That right? like promoted it, but yeah. there's going to be like a bigger thing there. So it's just definitely a lot. It's those compounding traumatic things that just, and it, yeah. yeah. That's the other thing too. It's like the compounding factor that people oh, yeah. don't really think about. And it goes both ways, like compounds going down and up. Like, yeah. I feel like in reality, you're either doing something good for yourself or you're not. Mm -hmm. There's not really an in-between. It's mm -hmm. like if you're sitting on the couch, you're either sitting on the couch or you're doing something active. There's no in-between. How is there an in-between to that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, exactly. you know, you're if you're up and you're in the kitchen, at least you're walking. Like, yeah. you're doing something active. Or, like, mm -hmm. if you're eating food, there's no food that's just, like, really in the middle. It's, like, either it's pretty much bad for you, it's good for you. Yeah. So, like, you're either going down or you're going up. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, like, how I view it. And even if it's just small it's those little things. It's like, even you do one thing a day, like small percentage, like that will compound and make yeah. you feel better. Yeah. And vice versa. It's like, yeah, to me, you're either like, you're spiraling down or you're going up. Yeah. It's funny that you say that, um, a lot of people reached out to you when you, uh, when you start talking about like, you know, stuff that went through, cause that's literally what happened more so to him than me, but like mm -hmm. just to the podcast and drone, like so many people reached up and I think it's honestly just people are, and I, we this is again another reason why we started this podcast is we fucking hate the stigma of you can't talk about open vulnerable shit mm -hmm. of course like yeah there's you know not a lot of people are as upfront as probably the uh, three of us mm -hmm. but like that is the only way that you can really overcome any type of thing is addressing it right mm -hmm. rather than just pushing away in the corner mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's another analogy that i like to like use is like with a sunflower <laughs> it sounds stupid, but I, I swear it's not tacos. It's not gonna be like the tacos, but like the only way for a sunflower to grow is to open up and allow sunlight into it. In the same way, you look at it as a person, right? The only way that you can get rid of that ne negative energy is to mm -hmm. open up, let it go, and allow the positivity to come in. So if you close, if you're a hermit, you're closed off to the world. You're never gonna allow yourself to like get that like love and affection that you probably need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's like like 
and the only way to kind of open the doors to that is to open and talk about like, or even like, and there's nothing wrong without reaching out to other people mm-hmm. and be like, Hey, like, you know, that's what we, or at least me and Nick and probably you too, like mm-hmm. love the most is like when people reach out and they talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I do. I fucking love that shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like I love it when people reach out and be like, yo man, like whenever I hear, see someone on our podcast and when he sees it too, like, like they reach out like, Hey man, like I watch your podcast and like, this like it it resonates so much with the shit that I've gone through. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Fucking let's go get McDonald's or some shit. Like, let's go, <laughs> man. Like I don't care. Like I you had more people come up to the gym talking about like, hey man, like listen to your podcast. Like I actually have too. Mm-hmm. But like it's just cool that people like do like your podcast literally like help me. So I'm like, fuck, let's go, man. <laughs> you know, like, I get fucking pumped about that shit, mm-hmm. which is dope. And again, like fucking, I. It's cool how you can just talk about that shit. And people can get impacted all by just opening up. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's the point of like having podcasts like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, that's kind of like to wrap things up. Like that's why fucking I encourage anyone to kind of just like even start a podcast. Fuck it. If it's on your iPhone, fucking dude, who cares? Mm-hmm. Dude. Or even just go on your story and talk about your life. Yeah. Like just put it out somewhere. Like fuck you eat potatoes. Yeah. Fucking post on YouTube. man. <laughs> yeah, like, man honestly. It goes back to that. Right. Yeah. Like, just fucking post it out there. You never know what could happen, man. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah, it doesn't have to be a full fucking production. And no. that's even what I kind of realized with this too. It's like, I spent all this money and things to get like this set up here. And like, I didn't do it for a long time because of this. I, it was, a, it was like a holdback, but I'm like, okay, I can't do it to have the, the studio. It's not ready yet. I need this before I do it. It'll it was, never be perfect. Yeah, and, no. yeah, it'll yeah, never yeah. be there and all this shit. And then now, I was like, I never want to do one online. Like, it's got to be in person. And I don't care until I'm not getting big guests till I can afford to fly them here and, like, all this shit. And that yeah. was my mindset. And then when COVID hit, I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I'll fucking, okay, I'll, I'll put it on Zoom and I'll try some. And then yeah. I did a few and I was like, man, like, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, it's yeah, not yeah. The, the best. But I was like, fuck, like, then it made me realize, like, I want to be mobile and be able to do it from yeah. wherever I want to. So yeah. I like that aspect of it. And I was like, man. This was really just like, a, it's because I was scared is, is what, mm-hmm. what this was mm-hmm. for. Whereas after I've done this and then did them on Zoom, I was like, fuck, I didn't even need that shit. Like, could have <laughs> done with that or could have bought way more basic stuff. And like, like I'm selling ha- all your shit. Like, I'm really happy that I have it. And like, it's obviously an awesome space. Um, but again, it's just also becoming aware of like that. That was just like a fear or like a like resistance for me. So next time it's like, okay, just start it with a just do, you know, whatever my next venture is, start simple, go with it. And like, just be aware of your own resistance and how that's really the only thing holding you back. You'll find a million different reasons to oh, talk yeah. yourself out of doing something. Like, <laughs> oh, he's, you can, there's no limit to it. It's kind of like the quicker that you act on, on things, the, the, the faster you're going to get it done, the easier you're going to get your foot in the door. Right. Like, and especially for this stuff, just, do it. just like, get your, like, what, what are you really scared of? It's your face being yeah there that's exactly it. so just do. fucking do that even if you take a two second story saying hey i'm doing a fucking podcast that's just as bad as whatever you're gonna have to say on here for yeah. however long so it's just getting as soon as you do it once like oh that actually wasn't really that bad Maybe i'll do <laughs> yeah. it one more time and then you're like okay yeah that, that's that's pretty good yeah so it's just like i think conquering that fear like as fast as you can if you can if you can nail down to what it actually is and just do it in the simplest way possible then then what's next you're over that instead of like you're putting off you're you're linking all these things back to one fear without even being really aware of what the fear is sometimes mm-hmm. yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, to well, first of all, <laughs> again, thanks for having us on here. Um, to conc- to to our our listeners, if you guys want another podcast to be listening to, shout out to Mental Millennials at Shelby Friesen who started this podcast. I think it's kind of cool that like, because uh, we we I think we probably watch each other's content, but mm-hmm. like I like how like our, even just this first podcast we done together, like I can see how like a lot of the stuff that we like talk about like align so well mm-hmm. which is like dope man and like that's 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 all the shit that i'm about right and i want to <laughs> yeah. spread that shit to like every like all my friends all my buddies like you know i'm i'm not doing it to get fucking clout or to be mm-hmm. famous i'm doing it because for one as a content creator all i've done my whole life is creating shit for other people mm-hmm. so that the fact that i can do this for myself and has some type of an impact to it mm-hmm. i'm about it man Mm-hmm. about it but yeah thanks so much for having us on this podcast man yeah yeah, man. Thank <laughs> yeah thanks for coming out and same thing like what well, we can post you like i'll post and obviously get people to check out your guys' stuff too that's the jabroni podcast, jabroni yeah. podcast. i love the name man it's so yeah, good senti boys yeah Actually, mer- new merch coming out soon boys <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's awesome so yeah, yeah. man it, thanks for coming out bringing all your stuff um because we needed the extra mic and other things so yeah, yeah we it was appreciate a being on here, man. Yeah, it was, it was nice to get to time. know you guys, share the space, and we'll be in touch. More, more, sure. more episodes coming soon yeah. with the collab. <laughs> I like it. We're going to come up with a collab merch, too. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Little, oh, like a little, you know, like a Supreme and Louis Vuitton kind of thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> on podcast, though. Yeah. Joe Rogan. Just kidding. I love you. 